What's up, everybody? This is Fred Ricciani of TSC. We have right here via Zoom a very special guest, always hardworking, always on the road. He is a Hall of Famer. He is a former world champion, one of the all-time greats. He's the world's strongest man. And now he has successfully transitioned into broadcasting. We are talking to All Elite Wrestling's Mark Henry. Mark, thank you so much for your time, man. How's everything going? Man, life is good, man. I can't complain at all. I mean, to be uh, in broadcasting, to be in the media, as well as uh, working at an executive role at AEW uh, and doing my thing on Sirius XM, uh, life is good. It's pretty incredible. And, and a couple of years ago when I talked to you at Alan Goldberg's the Hall of Fame event in Atlantic City, you were just kind of starting to make that transition from in-ring uh, to, to broadcasting and everything else you're doing in AEW. We're several months removed now from you signing with AEW. Uh, how's your experience been so far? It's been great. It's been really, really unbelievable. Uh, I feel truly blessed to be able to have the platform that I have and uh, to be able to work with the people that I'm working with because everybody wants uh, the product to be great. Nobody cares who gets the credit. They just Everybody just wants to work and make a great deal. Now, obviously, you saw something special in AEW when, when you did sign with them because you were with WWE for a, a very long time. But are you even a little bit surprised that things have grown so quickly? I mean, it's not by accident. Everything is purposeful. Uh, to have the right minds, pushing the right product, and the right people uh, in that product is, is, is what we're doing. It's intentional. And I know the old saying in wrestling is never say never. Who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll see you in, in, in the ring again one day for, for one more match. Uh, but you did transition <laughs> into... Oh, 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 you have to excuse me for laughing. Uh, I, I, I kind of made John laugh. I told him if anybody hits me, I'm, I'm, I'm going to call the police. <laughs> like, man, I, I just really have lost the ambition of being in the ring and doing it myself. If I was in the ring to protect somebody, yeah, maybe. But like to just to be out there because I want to uh, see my name in the headline in the in the headlines. No thanks. <laughs> All right, good to know. So for now, we, we will write off that that one more match. Uh, you're now, you're now in broadcasting. Uh, on the surface, when you do anything really well, you know, or when somebody does something really well, it looks, it make, they make it look easy, right? You were an awesome pro wrestler, you're the world's strongest man, but obviously there's a lot of work that goes into it. Same thing when it comes to broadcasting. Uh, what was the biggest challenge for you, adjusting to broadcasting on the radio with SiriusXM and now with AEW with Rampage? You know, I, I thought it was going to be diction. I thought it was going to be uh, using proper grammar. Uh, everybody knows that I'm a country guy. Everybody knows that I'm an athlete first. Um, so you kind of get that thrown out of the window. Then it becomes, can you captivate people with what you're saying and give them great takes? And I've always had an opinion. And when, when it comes to having an opinion, uh, you want to validate your opinion. You want to be able to say, well, this is my opinion. But then also you want to be able to say, facts are, that this is what it is. And that's what I've, I feel like has been kind of my strong suit. I let people know my opinion, but I, I tell you, this is just my opinion. Yeah. You know, when it comes to facts, I'm gonna give you the facts and I'm gonna let you know this, listen, this is not my words. 
you can go online, you can look up this, and, and I give you the same kind of uh, investigative process that I go through. Was it weird at first, especially with the busted open gig, being a former wrestler, or I guess a, you know, a semi-retired wrestler, to all of a sudden be you know, either criticizing or praising your colleagues rather than just you know, working with them? You know what? But you have to take the good with the bad. You have to be able to criticize uh, people that are friends of yours mm -hmm. and, and acquaintances and coworkers. And I, I've, I've actually had people... Uh, come to me and say, "Hey, man, that was kind of uh, that was kind of harsh what you said." I was like, "That's the facts." I was like, if, "If you're offended that I'm the one that's saying it, then just tell me, and then we can just have a discussion about how you feel about what I'm saying." But you can't deny the truth, and you know, and I'm going to give you the truth. Full disclosure: I grew up a, a very big fan of yours. You're still still a fan of, of your work, and you know, before getting into broadcasting. You really started clicking on promos later in your career. You always had a lot of charisma, but definitely I remember you calling you know, Daniel Bryan, Tiny Tim. I think you told Randy Orton one time you could take a week, you should take a week off and quit the business. Of course, you have the infamous promo where you pretended to retire with, with John Cena and attacking him, so you got a lot left in the tank. Uh, when did it really click in for you on the promo side of things, which obviously has helped you with broadcasting? When I was told to be myself and not be apologetic about being country, because I, there were times where I felt like so many people would tell me, Mark, you know, that's not the proper way to say that. And I was subconscious about speaking my mind because I didn't want to speak out of turn. I didn't want to say something that was, um, you know, make up a word. I, I'm super califragile. <laughs> I just make up a word. But, you know, it's funny to do that. You know, and people know that I'm not some dumbass, that mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a smart guy that um, cares about how I'm perceived. Uh, so I, I did a lot of studying, though, and it wasn't it wasn't a case where um, I felt uncomfortable anymore. It was like, OK, you prepare. Let's go. And, and that's what I did. For sure. And I'm assuming with AEW, you're still in, in a scouting capacity as well, because you have, you have a hell of a track record when it comes to talent. I'm still scouting. Uh, there, there's a couple of people in the pipeline. Uh, there's a couple of people that I'm going to start working with hands on. Um, and, you know, when that day comes for people to find out, then y'all will know. But I, I'm not going to spill the beans. But, yeah, man, I'm still I'm steadily working. Uh, one of the guys he did scout that we talked about a few years ago was, was Braun Strowman. And he seemed like he was well on his way up to success. And, you know, shockingly this year, along with a lot of people, but him and Bray Wyatt in particular, were gone from WWE to budget cuts, whatever the reason. Were you surprised to see him uh, let go? And, and do you think he still has a future in pro wrestling? He has a great future in pro wrestling. I mean, your future is not always where you started. Uh, even even Jesus had to leave Nazareth to be the man that he became, the the God that we know so well. Um, you, sometimes you got to pack your bags and go and prove yourself. Uh, it, it's not saying that you, he may not never go back. You know, like it's, it's, this is just a temporary time, moment in time. Um, he's had a lot of success. Uh, you, you know, whether you get fired or you move on on your own, you you have to be able to um, be ready to take whatever the next step is. 
And I hope that he is. I hope he's ready. I, I, I talked to him. I, we interviewed him on Busted Open. And, you know, I actually did a show with him uh, and, and uh, EC3. And he's ready. I think he's going to be all right. Awesome. Well, we'll definitely be on the lookout for that. Now, for the last 25 years, there's been so many groups, so many stables uh, that have come and gone. I've actually interviewed every single Nation of Domination member other than The Rock. And it's kind of crazy. You guys obviously look back at that time uh, very fondly and justifiably so. But it's amazing that so many fans look back very fondly at that as well. Uh, do you still feel the love from that, from that stable from the fans these days? There's not one time that I wrestled where I didn't go to the ring and there was somebody in the crowd uh, trying to get me to throw the nation sign up. <laughs> and, you know, the nation of domination uh, is going to go down in history as one of the greatest wrestling factions of all time. Because the Nation of Domination, unlike every other faction, uh, look how many guys became champions yeah. from the nation. People that went on and had individual success and Hall of Fame careers. You know, almost everybody is in there except for D'Lo. And um, I, I really do think that the, the WWE uh, is missing the boat. D'Lo should have made it already. And I hope that uh, he gets denied soon. Now, before we let you go, we always like to ask all our guests some kind of random rapid-fire questions just for fans to get to know them better. Are you ready? I'm ready. What's your favorite cheat meal or late-night snack? Uh, I like uh, ice cream or yogurt. Right. Any kind of flavor? Uh, I like strawberry, uh, chocolate, you know, kind of the normal flavors. Right. Cool, cool, cool. Out of out of uh, out of control. All right, that's cool. Seems seems legit. You mentioned that you don't really want to wrestle anymore, uh, but I'm just curious, how's your body feeling these days? You know what? It's, I'm a little jacked up, man. I got a bad back. I got a a knee that I probably should be wearing a brace or something. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm damaged goods. <laughs> <laughs> do you still uh, do you still work out at all? Do you still lift any heavy things? I don't lift nothing heavy. A fork <laughs> is about the heaviest thing I lift. Hey, you earned it, man. You busted your ass. You did the world's strongest man. You did the Arnold. You won the world title. You're in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you, you did all good. Now, from what I understand, are you based in Austin, Texas? Yes. Okay. I'm in Austin right now. Just flew in. Awesome. Well, what's your favorite spot in Austin? Uh, Sushi-wise, I like Uchi, uh, Uchiko. Um, barbecue wise, I like blacks for beef ribs. I like styles, uh, for their pretty much overall presentation. And, you know, it's, everybody has every, all the places I go have different things that they specialize in. I give a little love to everybody. What's your favorite spot on the road? Is there any town you like to, you like to pass through and you're like, hell yeah, man, this is my favorite steakhouse or whatever. You know what? Uh, Katsuya in Los Angeles, uh, sushi place. I'm, I love sushi. Uh, steakhouses, man, you know, there, there's good steakhouses everywhere. Um, it's, it's hard. It's the Chop House in, in Chicago. Um, Austin has Perry's. And, and Perry's, there's, there's Perry's in a bunch of places. 
I, I don't get the steak though when I go to Perry's. I, I get the pork chop. All right, there you go. Who, in your opinion, is the most underrated talent right now in AEW? Maybe somebody that we haven't regularly seen on Dynamite that you think in a few months or a year could be a pretty big deal. Uh, Dante Martin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dante Martin does stuff that defies the laws of gravity. Um, and he's a young guy. He is 19 years old, man. In, in 19. He was in high school last year. That's crazy. And he, he's... He, he's just doing things that a 19-year-old shouldn't be able to do. And I think that in five years, he'll be the best guy in the business. He'll, he's already developing some of those uh, Shawn Michaels, um, Daniel Bryan-type qualities. And I'm just looking forward to the future for him. Yeah, that, that kid is incredible. The sky is, is definitely the limit for him. Going to be interesting to see what he does with Team Taz as well. On the flip side, you got a few older guys on the roster as well. Are you surprised, being a colleague, a former colleague of these guys and now a current colleague of these guys, to see guys like Chris Jericho, Dustin Rhodes, and Sting still doing their thing at a high level? Not at all, because they were excellent talents. And when you, when you coach every day, which they're coaching, they're teaching, you got to follow your own advice and you have an example to lead and they're going out there and, and leading by example. And that's, that's the best form of coaching. So, you know, it's not a surprise to me um, that they're doing it. But when I, when I saw Dan, uh, Brian Danielson and uh, Dustin two weeks ago, wrestle, I was, I was blown away. Uh, I did not, think that Dustin could still be the the Dustin he was 10 years ago he is it's I mean it was wow it was inspiring and it definitely seems like a lot of these guys that weren't to be with you for a while not that they didn't enjoy their time there but it just seems like everybody's looser and has more fun in AW would that be accurate you know what when when you don't have to when you don't have to uh, placate to the office and you don't looked at it from a, a a forced type of feeling and you just go out there and just be you like and it's not scripted like that's that's the best mm-hmm. i think that you know overproduced uh is not a better product what's your most awkward moment as a broadcaster <laughs> most awkward on busted open on and any any kind of on air gig is it you know is there something that like if we were at a party you were telling me that that's a funny story that maybe was kind of wild at the time? No, I think that uh, Dave and I we're we're like two fifteen year olds. <laughs> uh, we we have Porky's humor, <laughs> and, and there's times where we'll we'll start saying stuff on the air and we have to catch ourselves. And we'll start laughing, and it'll just be like 30 seconds of us laughing on air. No no analyzing, no talking about nothing, just everybody hearing us laugh. And I uh, made my eye well up. Like, uh, me and Dave have a good time, man. And, um, like, I think that our fans really appreciate us, like, being real and having a good time. So, yeah, that's, that's kind of... The only awkward moments is us laughing hysterically. Awesome. You're having fun at the job, right? I am. Hey, man, you go get that mail, go to the mailbox, get that check, and you 
and you 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 laugh to get it. Pretty nice life. What's the best piece of advice you give anybody for success? Be over prepared, and let success be what it is for you. Don't judge your success on what other people have done. Like, be over prepared for anything, but be happy with what you get. Basically, fantastic, man! Some great gems you dropped there. And before we let you go. For anybody that hasn't had a chance to check out an AEW show live. You want to be in the building. Not, not just, I mean, watching it on TV, please. We want the ratings. But if you can do this for you, be there in person so you can see the spectacle that AEW is. There you go. From the man himself, the world's strongest man, Mark Henry. You can follow him on Twitter at the Mark Henry. You can check him out on Busted Open on Sirius XM, of course. All elite wrestling programming, including AEW Rampage Friday nights on TNT. Anywhere else we'd find you next, Mark? You know, you covered all the bases, man. I'm I'm not out in a lot of places. That's that's about it. We do nationacrossthenation.com uh events. And if people want to go on, they can go on markhenry.com or markhenry.live and see the nation across the nation events. And if they want to buy tickets, they can go to nationacrossthenation.live. Mark, thank you so much. Hey, I appreciate you, man. Sorry about having to do it from the car. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got to do it where I can get it in. <laughs>